Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. You have just joined us at the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, my guest is Lasha Glennie, and she is a project manager, and I'm so happy to have her on this podcast today. Lasha, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Kim. So just fill us in a little bit. Where are you? What kind of projects do you manage? Um, How long have you been doing it for? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. My background, I've been doing project managing now for a little over eight years, I would say. Uh, The projects that I usually get involved with are right from the ground floor. So we were building this thing from scratch. Uh, Previous one that I worked on was with Tech Manitoba. Uh, We essentially were helping Western Canadian tech SMEs uh, from across Canada at international events. And that was fantastic. Built a whole brand called Tech West from there. And then currently, I am with the Manitoba Institute of Trades and Technology, so MITT, and a little bit more specific still in the tech community. Uh, We're building out CyberWave, which is their new cybersecurity center of excellence. And, uh, you know, around cybersecurity and just knowing the ins and outs of uh, what goes into that more specific side of tech. Okay. So you built, and, and, and I'm sorry, you built this pretty massive project before. Yes. With the with Tech Manitoba, and how long were you there for? That one um, was around six and a half years. Uh, we were very lucky to get some federal funding. We got refunded just because the project was uh, so successful. So that was pretty exciting, and uh, just kept building off the momentum uh, that we were doing there. Okay, and what made you move? What made you switch from that organization to this one? It sounds like you did a good job. Yeah. It sounds like you did a good job. Yeah. And it was an amazing team. It was such a fun project. But when COVID came around and, you know, it's international shows, people obviously aren't traveling anymore. They, They did try to pivot and do the virtual shows. They just weren't the same, though. You need that face to face personal interaction when you're trying to find investment and customers and things of that nature. So it kind of just, um, petered out. And from there, I was very lucky that uh, the CEO had also moved on uh, to MITT and she approached me and said, hey, do you want to come over here? This is what we're starting. It sounded really exciting. And I was like, yeah, I do. And, and so I had to make the hard decision to jump over. Now, it's a woman? Yes. The CEO. Yeah. And did you report to her directly? Um, so when I was at Tech Manitoba, um, there was one layer between us, um, okay. but it was a smaller team. We had high interaction altogether. And then now I report directly to her. She's the uh, director. So, okay. So tell me what is your greatest challenge? What's going on right now that you want to share with us? Yeah. So we have, um, a physical space that we're trying to open up in downtown Winnipeg, Um, in that physical space, there's things like the forensics lab and the sock simulation center and things of that nature, which I can talk about, um, on a high level, but I am definitely not a subject matter expert. And 
I, um, and I think the reason I like being a project manager so much is because I'm pretty type A and I really like to have a great work back plan. I like to see the roadmap of where we're going. And there are a lot of things that, you know, you just don't know, um, especially when it comes to equipment and, uh, even just the job tasks of cybersecurity. I'm like, what do you need in this space? And not to say that I you know, need to know 100% of everything all the time, but I don't feel like I'm at my full capacity yet to be able to participate in some of those conversations. And it, it's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So your, your task with creating the space to make sure that it gets launched at the right time in the right way with all the right pieces in place. And meanwhile, the space is designed to demonstrate, I guess, the Mm -hmm. elements of cybersecurity. And you're like, I don't know anything about cybersecurity. Is that the story? Yes. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. Okay, great. And so what have you been doing up until now to deal with that gap? Well, I mean, um, I, I do like to do a lot of uh, self-learning videos, podcasts, reading articles, that kind of thing. But I mean, to be quite honest, after two years of being forced to sit in front of a screen because of COVID and working from home and things of that nature, I'm a little burnt out of uh, it's doing brutal. all that self-learning. It is. It's brutal. Yeah, okay. it really is. Okay. So that's where I'm at. So that's where you're at. And just quick question. Have you discussed this with your boss? Um, yes, we've tried to find some more creative ways of, you know, maybe some in-person um, learnings or things of that nature. But our budget is very tight right now. Um, and it's been previously allocated to other things. And when you get funding, especially from government, it has to stay in that bucket, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so, so here's what I'm hearing, right? You're the type A personality. So you're like, wow, I go to these meetings, I feel ill-equipped and that makes me feel very uncomfortable. And so I need to go and figure out how to become an expert at cybersecurity. Yes. But the truth is they didn't hire you to be an expert at cybersecurity. They hired you to manage a project which by the way, you're very good at. You're an expert at project management. And if you look back at your previous projects, were you an expert in those areas? Probably not. No. (laughs) Probably not. But so there's something that's happening for you, which is I believe that I can't do a good job if I don't have all the information. And to some degree, you're accurate because how do you roll out a project in an area where, you know, You don't come to the table with an education or a background or years of experience in cybersecurity, but someone believed in you. And to me, it's very interesting that it wasn't your boss who took you with with her. It was your boss's boss who took you with her. So she clearly thought that you would be a good addition and make a solid contribution to this particular endeavor. And so someone out there believes in you. Okay, so you've been trying to learn. Uh, but your access to learning is is limited and your bandwidth is limited because you're doing your job, right? And doing your job is, I think, different from being an expert in cybersecurity. So in your mind, you're like, oh, I have two jobs. I got to go roll out this project and I got to be an expert in cybersecurity. And so what we see is that it's, it's not a feasible option 
right now, right? It just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. And so the question is, do you actually need to get up to speed? Do you need to be the expert? And I suggest my, my point of view is that perhaps not, but what you do need is to be informed. And what does that mean? What's the difference between being, being an expert in cybersecurity and being able to pull off a project where you have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. It means that you access the resources around you to, to ensure that your project is well executed. So that might mean you might hire a consultant temporarily to help you outline all of the elements in the project that you actually execute. So you're not asking anybody else to do your job to manage the project, but you're asking for help in making sure you're not missing anything, for asking for help in making sure that you've thought this through carefully. And so is there somebody out there who can help you with that? I'm sure there are people who are more than willing to volunteer, and there are people who you can probably, even with a small budget, hire to help you make sure that you've got it covered. And so what does that do? That doesn't give you access to a conference where you sit down and you learn in a room with people. It actually gives you direct coaching in a way to say, here are the elements you need to think about. Here are the elements you need to consider when we're creating, what did you call it? A sock demo? What did you call it? <laughs> a sock simulation center. I have no idea what that is. But when we create a sock simulation center, here's what it looks like. Here are the pieces involved. Here's what we need to make sure is in place. And so you're like, oh, now suddenly you're fast tracking your learning and you are also, you know, focused on the pieces that you will need to execute effectively rather than the science behind SOC simulation. Right. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And I mean, we do have a really great advisory council that comes on and they volunteered so many hours of their time to assist us and steering us into the right direction. Um, at some point, you're right, though, we probably would need to have a consultant uh, to come on and walk through it. And I mean, that is um, pretty nice to have that one-on-one -on -one time with them uh, where I can ask all of my specific questions and, uh, and really um, wrap my head around uh, those kind of things as well. Now, here's the thing, right? It feels indulgent to, it does. to, to think about hiring a consultant. And it almost feels like, hey, you know, like I shouldn't have to hire a consultant if I knew what I, were what I was doing. But that I would suggest to you is flawed thinking. Because if, right, if you want to accelerate your learning, if you want to get the job done well and make sure that nothing is missing, then in your shoes, I'd be asking everybody, what am I missing? You know, have I done it correctly? So yes, find the right consultant, but also go to your advisory board and ask for some one-on-one -on -one time with each person on the board and say, here's my plan. What do you think? Have I forgotten anything? Have yeah. I overlooked a critical? And, and why is that important? Because A, you learn that way. B, you find the gaps that you're, you may be missing, but C, you also get buy-in from your advisory board. Right. So on all levels, that's just a smart move. And so what I see is that people who achieve extraordinary goals, and this is very important for anybody who's listening, 
leverage the resources that are at their disposal. And if they don't have resources at their disposal, they go and find the resources. And so rather than thinking to themselves, I should know everything, I should be good at this, I should be the expert, they say, wow, I know what I'm good at, and I know what I need to learn, and I know what I need help with. Let me go look for help. And they do that shamelessly. And they think to themselves, I deserve to access resources because there is no shortage of resource. There's no shortage of expertise. There's no shortage of time. There's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of anything. And I'm entitled to access those resources. So that turns your brain from looking at the boring video online to thinking about who out there can help me. Right? Yeah. And I think those connections are important too. And that's a different problem to solve than being a scientific cyberspace expert, right? (laughs) Completely different problem to solve. And I think that's a problem that you can easily solve. You're resourceful. You know how to do that. Yeah. And I think one of the words that you had said really resonated as well as being shameless about it, of, you know, being uh, able to go out there and be like, no, I, I need to get this. I deserve to know these answers. And I mean, I'm very much a you help me with this, I'm 100% am there to help you with something in the future as well. Right. And and it's okay. I mean, here's the thing that people don't understand, that people want to help and people want to feel appreciated and people want to know that they have the ability to make a contribution somewhere. And so what we don't do a lot of is give other people, others, the opportunity to make a contribution because we don't ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. And um, learning to give those opportunities and being okay with them, you know, perhaps saying no, and that it's not a slight against me. And it's not something that I did. It just, you know, they maybe have other things going on in their life. Exactly. You just go to the next person and the next person and the next person. And so you just got to keep asking and finding the right person who's willing to sit down with you and work through this problem. And somebody's out there 100% for sure on that one. Absolutely. How does that feel compared to the problem you came in with, which is I got to learn cybersecurity? Yeah, it feels a lot um, easier. I I like networking. I I love making connections. And I I feel like I have a pretty good village surrounding me. I just have to go out and utilize it. Yeah. Uh, And there's, there's, there's lots of different options. I think just my brains, you know, going in, in so many different directions of, okay, maybe I should do this. And (laughs) you're already making a list of all the people you need to talk to, right? You're you're a list maker, right? How could you tell? I can tell any, any good project manager probably has 10 lists going on at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for those of you who are listening, I hope you picked up something from this conversation. We often feel like we need to be the experts at everything. And the truth is, what we need to do is understand what we really, really bring to the table, what we're really strong at. And we need to surround ourselves with other people who are strong in their areas. And so when we're stuck, ask yourself who out there can help me? What are resources are available to help me? And absolutely feel comfortable about shamelessly asking for help. So hope that helped you, Lasha, and our audience. Uh, For those of you who are listening, if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, 
please reach out to me. I definitely want to hear from you. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Please like, please share, please let me hear from you. And we will see you again next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.